The Bible reading comes from Psalm 119, starting at verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. I have taken the note and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your words. Accept, Lord, the willing pride on my mouth and teach me your Lord. Although I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not stayed from your precepts. Your statues are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decease to the very end. So, <laughs> now, I'll warn you this morning, I'm free-ranging, so at any moment I could be anywhere. That's really my warning for, to Sashil. So, Sashil's up the back this morning, and I told him I could be anywhere at any moment, and he, he begged me to be on the stage. So, that meant I'll be somewhere else. All right, so, now, did we hear that psalm this morning, boys and girls, and Nick? Did we hear it? We just had a really small part of it. And we looked at Psalm 119. Now, I think everybody needs their Bibles open this morning. Have we got our Bibles? We've got some Bibles in the front here. And if we open up the Bibles, what page is the verse that we read this morning? Psalm 119, starting at verse 105. What page was that? Four ninety-eight. All right. So this psalm that we read this morning, or just really a really, 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 really small section of it. Okay, the actual psalm. Do you know how many verses are going to be in the psalm this morning? You know how many verses there are? Any of the grown-ups? There are. You ready? Take a seat. Everyone's already sitting down, all right? There are 176 verses in that psalm, all right? Now, I remember Sheldon memorised a chapter once, all right? Sheldon, I think it's time to up your game, all right? So here we have a psalm with 176 verses in it. Now, the psalmist, he was writing about God's word, Okay, and we've heard a little bit about God's Word this morning. He's writing about God's Word, and he really wanted to say how great it is, how wonderful it is, how amazing it is. So, he sat down at some stage at his little desk in his little office looking over Jerusalem, I presume, and he decided to write about how wonderful God's Word is. 
So he wrote 176 verses. Now, he didn't only do that. Make sure your Bibles are open and you can have a bit of a look. Because in that 176 verses, there are 22 different sections. And within those 22 different sections, there are eight verses in each one. But, you know what, it's even more special than that. Make sure you have a look at the passage in front of you. Because right up there top, there's a bit of a funny squiggle with a bit of a funny word. Can we see that? At the beginning, it looks like a musical note to me in my version, and it has the word nun, N-U-N. So let me, in, let me tell you a little secret about this chapter. The person who wrote this psalm sat down to write 176 verses, but they wrote an acrostic poem to do it. Does anyone know what an acrostic poem is? Uh, a bit unsure? You've done it at school, all right. What do you reckon, Sophia? You yeah? What do you reckon, Zara? All right, so you write a word across or down, and then for each letter, you write a sentence or something like that. Is that right? All right, so this is an acrostic. You ready? Strap your seatbelts on because this is an amazing thing, okay? In this acrostic, the writer has taken each letter from the Hebrew alphabet. So not our alphabet, but the Hebrew one, starting at the beginning, finishing at the end. For each of those 22 sections, there was one letter of the alphabet. So that means there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Okay, so each of those 22 sections was a letter of the alphabet, but not only that, there's more. Okay, each of the verses within each section begins with the same letter of that alphabet. Now, I think what the writer was trying to do was to say, God's word is just, eh, it's not that exciting. Do you think that's right? Uh, God's word, yeah, sometimes I bother to read it. Sometimes it's kind of interesting. Do you think that's right? I think what he was trying to do was to say, God's word is amazing. It is wonderful. It is beyond description. So what I'm going to do is to write the very best thing that I could ever write to display that majesty. And so he wrote an acrostic poem. What I reckon you should do, because I don't think you've got any homework this week. Is it last week of school this week? All right. Zoe, I'm looking at you. All right. A to Z. All right. You could write how wonderful God is, A to Z. You don't have to do the verses, but you could just do 26 lines starting with each alphabet. Okay. And I don't know what to do for Zs, but that's all right. Okay. So that is just what someone in writing about God's work word how wonderful it's going to be so i'm going to pull out five things to say this morning from this passage and i'm going to need your help okay i'm going to need your help because i'm just making this up as i go all right and if someone doesn't pull me up at some stage it's likely we'll go on for a very long time <laughs> so i've got five points that i want you to remember and harry i've got one for you are we ready Okay, the first one is going to be that God's word directs. Can you remember that? Liam, are you going to help him? You've got to say it back to me. God's word directs. All right, so you remember that you are number one. 
No, I didn't say you were number one. <laughs> All right. So number two. Number two is God's, and this is Sophia and Jared and Mitchell here. You ready? God's word renews. Very good. So that's number two. All right. The third one is, and we've got Zara, Miranda and Claire here, is, okay, God's word is for life. We got it? All right. And then we're going to go up to these two here, terrible two. All right, and we're going to say the fourth one is, God's word is my joy. A little enthusiasm, hey? Number four, God's word is my joy. And this back row, all right, the last one is, all right, God's word is forever. Now we're going to have a practice run. All right, we're going to start over here with Harry. All right, you ready, set, go. What was the first one? All right. Start again. God's word directs. God's words direct, and then we go to... God's word renews. And then we go to... God's words rely. And then we go to... God's word is my joy. And then we finish on... Who's got this one? God's word is forever. God's word is forever. Very good. So... So the real question is, though, when I say the word because, that means it's the next section, okay? So you've got to keep your ear out. And if I say the word because, you've got to start waving and make sure I move on. Otherwise, I'll warn you, I never finish. So number one, here we go. What's number one? Number one is number one. What's number one? Have you got it? What is it? God's word is forever. Oh, God's word directs. So if we read verse number one, all right, it says, or verse 105, it says, God's word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And that's a, that's a, a verse that you, you guys learnt uh, during kids' church in this last term. It's also a really famous one. If you're someone for sticking verses up at home, chances are above some doorway somewhere, okay, you've probably got a verse like this. And so it's really common and a really popular one. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. But the real question is, we're talking about light, but the alternative to light is dark. Now, who's afraid of the dark? We've got a few that are brave enough to say, who's afraid of the dark as adults? Come on. And who remembers being afraid of the dark? All right. The dark can be a terrifying place, can't it? Because you can't see what's there. There could be anything there. There could be monsters there, Harry. All right. Yes. So let me tell you a story about the dark. I remember... A game that we used to play in youth group was called Spotlight, okay? And we'd, and we'd be out on somebody's farm and we'd all pile in the back of the ute filling out our safety assessments as we went. 
And we would be dropped off somewhere in a paddock. And then the ute would drive off, leaving us there in the dark. It would drive to the top of the hill, and then there'd be a big spotlight on the top of it, flashing out right across all the hills and the valleys. And the idea for us was to get to that ute without being spotted by the spotlight. So I remember playing this game, and because you're a little bit fearless, you can run in the dark, no worries at all. And so I remember running through, not being able to see very much at all, and then the spotlight coming my direction, because you can see it coming, and then diving behind a log or something like that to get down, and then thinking, ow, my leg hurts a little bit. And as I looked where my leg was as the spotlight moved around, I could see that my leg had landed in a cactus. That's the benefit of having a light. And so here, it's really talking about God saying, your word is a light for my feet. It's a lamp. God's word illuminates where we're meant to walk. Because today we've got lights everywhere. We don't think about not having a light on. In fact, we're all a bit shocked. We don't know what to do when the power goes out. Okay? But having a light for your feet is really helpful. Now, this passage doesn't say that the path might be nice and smooth and cleared for you. There could well be a rock or a boulder in the road or maybe a shrub or something. But having a light enables you to walk around it or to step over it or through it. So that's what God's word is like. It is a way for us to live, a way for us to walk. Now, would it make much sense if we've got a nice pathway that has a light and we decide, I want to go this way and walk off the path? No, it wouldn't make much sense at all because we're walking back into the dark. So the thing to remember about God's word being a lamp for us is that we need to walk in that light. We need to be obedient to what that word says. Now I reckon, should I ask this question if anyone's been in trouble this morning? Yeah, we've got some, some, all right. I reckon as a kid, you always know what's right and wrong because someone's always nagging you. Is that right? You haven't done this, you do this, you haven't done that, be quiet, sit down, go sit there in your spot again, all that kind of stuff. Does that seem like a daily experience? All right. But the problem with grown-ups, you know, is that grown-ups don't have them, they don't have someone to tell them that they're doing the wrong thing. I think we forget. So we think we're walking this nice little path, all right, but we forget about the sins that we do, that we don't walk the way that God wants us to walk. So that's point number five, or point number one, and I'm going to say, because. God's word renews. Very good. So God's word renews. So we've had God's word directs us, now we're going to have God's word renews us. We're going to jump down a couple of verses. All right, we've got this verse down here. You ready? Verse 107 says, I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Now, I reckon, I reckon sometimes school and stuff is really hard. Is that right? 
and sometimes friends don't talk to you and they don't act like friends and sometimes brothers and sisters are really annoying to you, all right? And I think if I asked the grown-ups, I'd say work sometimes really tough, isn't it? And sometimes friends who say they're friends don't actually talk to you anymore and sometimes siblings are just painful. Is that right? Okay, so sometimes life is really tough. But the thing that I want to say is, do you, see what the, do you see what the psalmist says? It says, I have suffered much, and he calls out to God, preserve my life, save me, renew me. He's asking for God, come and do something. But then there's the next little line, which says, according to your word. Now, I don't know if you read your Bible very much, but you will find that God not only gives us commandments sometimes for the things that we're meant to do, the way we walk along a path, but sometimes he also gives us promises, the things that God will do for us. And so here we see the psalmist saying, life's really tough. Preserve me, save me, renew me. Because that's what's written in your word. That's what you say that you're going to do. And I think we need to remember that. Because God's word. God's word is for life. All right. God's word is for life. Okay. And we can see. You ready? In verse 109 and verse 110, the psalmist says, Though I constantly take my life in my hands, it's like the things that I do, I do things every, each and every day, and sometimes, you know, things go wrong. Is that right? And then it's other times where for some strange reason, other people want to create headaches for us. They want to cause the problem. So in verse 110, it says, The wicked have set a snare for me. They're trying to trap us. They're trying to make life tough for us. So really it's saying there's always going to be bad things happening for us. And you see what the psalmist's response is? In 110, verse 109, he says, I will not forget your law. And in verse 110, he says, but I have not strayed from your precepts or some of those commandments. And so even though things are tough, what's the psalmist's response? What's he going to do? He's going to forget God's word? He's not going to forget it at all. He's going to remember it. Now, if you have a look at the front cover of your Bible, is there something on the front cover of your Bible? It says the Holy Bible. You know what that means? It means that it's special, that it's set apart, that it's God's Word, that it's unique, that it's powerful, that it's wonderful. But you know what it also means? is that God's word is so important to us, that is, God's word is for life. It is something for everyday use. It's not like, it's not like donuts or chocolates, okay? They're not everyday foods, are they? All right? But God's word, God's word is for life. Now, I'm going to ask, we're not always going to have a book with us around, so how... How do we have God's word with us every day at every moment? What might we do? Remember it. All right, we could remember it. So you've remembered some verses. I'm going to see. Do you reckon any of the grown-ups could remember anything? 
Has someone got a verse that they've remembered over time? Come on, don't be scared, hey? Anyone got a verse? Otherwise, I have to go to Sheldon. He's got a whole chapter, and I'm not up for that. <laughs> what verse have we got? The world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. All right, terrific. So John 3:16, for God so loved the world. That's something to remember. Anyone else got something to remember? Be still and know that I am God. All right, there's one. Where is that? Oh, Psalm something or other, just after the other one. All right. What a great verse to remember. Be still and know that I am God. When you feel all stressed and anxious and worried about how the, the sky is going to fall in, we could just be still and know that God is God. So I'm going to suggest to you that... As the psalmist says, I will not forget your laws or I've not strayed from your precepts, that you could say, you could remember some of these things. Even if you don't have the Bible itself, you can remember God's word and have it with you at all times. So that is God's word is for life. All right? Because... God's word brings us joy. All right, terrific. God's word is my joy. All right, so in verse 111, we see the psalmist writes, Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are a joy to my heart. They are a joy to my heart. Who's written the Christmas list this year? Have you? Oh. You don't know what you wanted? Oh, dear. Am I game to ask, Harry? What did you ask for? Oh, you can't remember. All right. Anyone else? I'm not asking you, no. All right. All right. But so we have Christmas, we give presents, we think, oh, this is a wonderful thing. This thing gives us joy. I think even the grown-ups at home would have stuff that they think is special, unique, that gives us joy. I don't know what that might be for you. Maybe it's the car, okay? Maybe it's the boat. Maybe it's the house. Maybe it's the dinner set. I don't know what it is that's special for you. But here the psalmist says, God's word, okay, is my joy. It is the joy of my heart. And I take it from this that they're meaning this is the most wonderful, greatest joy that I have. And so I think we need to remember that knowing, remembering and obeying God's word brings us great joy. Because? Have we got it? God's word? God's word is forever. Terrific. So God's word is forever. If we look at the last verse, my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. It's not well and good. It's not good enough just to know God's word today and tomorrow forget it. Okay? But God's word is to be with us always. We're meant to always know it. We're meant to always walk in that light to obey it. And so God's word is to be with us forever. And you know what? I reckon sometimes life 
gets tougher and tougher as you grow older. You know that? It might seem pretty hard as a kid, and as you grow up, some things get harder. Is that right, grown-ups? All right. And you know what? One of my best memories is I got to live with my grandfather when he was reasonably old, let's say on the side of, upper side of 90, okay? We moved into his house, okay? And one of my best memories is here we have a 94, 95-year-old man who always had his Bible open on his desk. God's Word is forever. We are never too old to say, I know all that stuff now. I don't need to keep reading it. It's all in there. Well, I think you've fooled yourself because I remember my grandpa having his Bible open and reading it all the time because God's Word is forever. Because God's Word directs us, God's Word renews us, God's Word is for life, God's Word is our joy, and God's Word is forever. And you know what? If we were to slip into the New Testament for a moment, at the beginning of the book of John, you know what? He makes a link between God's Word and who? God's Word and? God's Word and Jesus. The Word was at the beginning. I think we sung that this morning, that the Word was at the beginning, that Jesus was there. So we can rightly say that Jesus directs us, okay? that Jesus renews us, that Jesus is for life, uh, that Jesus is my joy, and that Jesus is forever. Can I encourage you to know God's Word? Can I encourage you to learn God's Word? Can I encourage you to love God's Word? And can I encourage you to obey God's Word? I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, it is remarkable that the God of the universe who created all things set out to reveal Himself to us through the written Word and then ultimately through Christ Jesus Himself. Lord, help us to treat your word with respect and honour, but also may we use it each and every day, that we may know the things that you want to command us and that we may know the things that you promise us. Help us to love you by reading your word, knowing your word and obeying your word so that you might be glorified. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.